Hey everybody, happy Monday. C-Note here, Christian Rivera, for the C-Note audio experience. You have nothing to fear, as I am here, and we are going to talk about, well, that fear, and how you can kind of overcome it, and most of it is really just in your head, especially when it comes to people and bosses and things like that, so let's talk about that. Happy Monday, everybody. Christian Rivera here uh, with the C-Note audio experience. Uh, just a couple quick notes about my projects and things. I got a lot done this weekend, which was nice. I reworked a song called Power Surge. It's probably one of the first tracks that I recorded for the album that I'm working on. And I just kind of went in and completely revamped it because I just wasn't feeling it before. And now it is probably my most complex and epic song on the album. It went from a track two to a track six real quick, uh, which was pretty fantastic. And if you listen to albums enough, you kind of really know what that means, track two versus track six. Uh, it's just fuller. There's just, it's really like the crescendo of the album. It's the real like centerpiece. It's, I love it. I think it's great. So soundcloud.com slash swing for the fences to check that out. And I also started recording a new track called some cheap thrill. Um, it's just a very basic instrumental at the moment, but it's got a really nice catchy chorus. There's no singing yet, but uh, I really, really dig it. I think it's something that could transform into like a really catchy, poppy, um, I don't know, kind of like a mix between like Jimmy World and The Offspring in a weird way. Uh, I, I don't know. I think it's fun. I think it depends on how I write the lyrics and how that comes out, but it could be a very single-ish type of song, um, very poppy and whatnot. So. And then I also went to Midsummer Scream yesterday. My wife encouraged us to go. She has a friend that's in the horror film industry. Uh, I believe she's a producer and um, was showing some films. And uh, so we got to go check that out. And if you go to futureboy.media, you can see photos there. And also on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash futureboymedia, uh, I put... About 120 photos from the event yesterday, and this morning I should be uploading video to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RevelMyDesign. Uh, I know I'm telling you to go to a lot of places, but you know it's fun stuff. You should go check it out. I do this stuff for you guys. I want people to, to see it and experience things that they might not be able to experience themselves. That's pretty much why every time I go to this stuff or really day-to-day -day life in San Diego, I try to document as much as I can because... Not everyone gets to do this stuff, and uh, I'm incredibly lucky, and I just want to be able to share that with people. So, uh, without further ado, we'll move on to the next segment. So today I wanted to talk about fear, and how you should really have none of it. Uh, or at least most of the things that you fear are silly things that you shouldn't fear. I mean, really the only things that you should be afraid of in life are things that will do physical harm to you. Maybe maybe psychological harm as well, but mostly things that are impending doom in front of you, you know, <laughs> car accidents or, I don't know, someone stabbing you, things like that. But when it comes to, like, talking to your boss, it's not something you should fear so much. Really, from the second you're interviewing with them, you should be building a positive rapport with them. You should be 
creating that open door and communicating. Uh, and every once in a while, they're going to have to throw the hammer down and say something serious to you about like your behavior or how you're approaching a problem or something like that. But if you have respect for each other, then you'll understand where they're coming from and you won't have fear of making that same mistake again. You'll just make the adjustment and you'll move on. Um, really, I, I practice the fearlessness with most angles in life. I don't fear the perceptions of what other people think. It's, it's interesting because, like, I care about what people think, but I really don't. When it comes to the things I want to do, I don't care. When it comes to them liking what I do, I care. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, but there are so many areas in life that, that we stop ourselves from uh, uh, accomplishing things because we have this fear that we put upon ourselves, this anxiety of, like, oh, God, what are they going to think? Or, oh, God... Why am I even trying? Honestly, you should be putting everything out there. You should be trying as often as you can uh, and worrying about the reaction later. You know, you do it. You don't you don't focus on the process. You don't you don't focus on adjusting the process to someone saying no. I mean, if somebody gives you a guideline, you have to work towards that and fit within those guidelines. But if you're making assumptions that someone might not like something, why are you even doing it? Like, well, especially if you're doing a project for yourself. If you're an artist, musician, uh, you really should be making the music or making the art that you would enjoy. And then you'll find people who fit your audience. I think Trevor Noah said something to the lines of, of uh, if, if people aren't, if those people, there are certain people who aren't responding to what you're doing positively, then that's not your audience. That's not who you're speaking to. So it's really just a matter of adjusting who you're speaking to. And once you get more comfortable with those people, once you start to get that positive feedback, you'll find even more so you have nothing to fear. Particularly when it comes to um, being an entrepreneur or being somebody who is like selling your own work, um, which is the same thing. I don't know why I'd say it like that, but <laughs> um, if you're basically selling your own artwork or music or anything like that, then that fearlessness will get you so far because you're, you're just not worried so much. You're, you're not stopping yourself. You're not putting an unnecessary filter on yourself. There's just simply nothing to fear. If, if like you fear nothing, Nothing can touch you. I know I'm getting long-winded about this, but I want to, like, implant this in people's heads because there are so many times where you just stop yourself for some made-up fear. And, and I say that because people believe in ghosts. And it's pretty evident that ghosts aren't real. But still people stop themselves from going in a place or doing something or talking to someone because of their predilection to believing in ghosts, which is stupid. It's stupid. I'm telling you that now. It's stupid. So, anxiety is really no different than believing in and having boundaries put on you like, like a ghost 
would. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's arbitrary boundaries. They're not actual boundaries. They're made up ghostly psychological boundaries. Fix that shit. It's so upsetting to me when people stop themselves because of these made up boundaries. Like, whether it's like social boundaries or anxiety that you put on yourself or expectations of your family members, your your wife or husband and friends and things like that. It's like, stop. Just stop it. Stop. You know it's not what you want. So why are you putting up with that nonsense? Why are you even allowing yourself? You know what you know what, you know what drives me nuts? When I see things, whether it's from like grown men or uh, from people who are like in a job for a long time it's kind of old school thinking because like a lot of a lot of a lot of older people were really well trained in society I'm looking at you baby boomers kind of talking shit but I'm not I, I you know what you mean you know what I mean if you're listening you're probably not listening to this but if you are I think you know what I mean I think a lot of the older generation has been and meant much of the younger generation has been trained really well to fit into society or to fit into what the expectations are of society. Uh, it's There's so many people that say things like, my boss let me, my wife let me, my blah 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 let me. First of all, you live in America, <laughs> you're free. Or, you know, the closest to free that you can actually reasonably explain. And you have free will. You are an individual. You are a person. You are not shackled to any other person. I know that there's like the joke about marriage and there's, you know, the, the whole being tied to your parents because they're your parents. But at the same time, you get to a certain age in your life where you have full freedom of your life. You have freedom to drive your life into the ground. You have freedom to pick yourself up. You have freedom to let yourself do things. And really, the only person you should be letting is yourself. You know, you you're should not be... Like, it's an unhealthy relationship, any kind of relationship, for someone to feel like they're letting someone else do something. You're allowing them to stay out at night. You're allowing them to do this job. You're allowing them to wear the t-shirt you want to wear on a Friday. <laughs> like, it's it's stupid. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's stupid to feel like you're letting someone let you, like you're, you're allowing, or someone is allowing you to do something. You're an adult. You can do what you want. As long as you don't murder people. I mean, don't murder people. Don't do anything illegal. But within the confines of respect you should be able to do what you want to do and you should it mostly it's just people who are stuck within this like cultural expectation of what what you should be to a spouse or what you should be to a boss or what you should be to your mom and dad you know your teenagers and kids uh, college kids even are still too busy allowing their parents to 
run their lives. When it, you know, it's it's a long transition of getting out of that because you know you spent the last twenty years or so being quote unquote controlled by your parents or you know taken care of. Let's say taken care of because it's not control. You're being taken care of. I mean, they could look. I'm I'm going to touch on this in the next segment, but you know, practice gratitude. And then again, you know, make sure that you're you're expressing yourself, that you're really allowing yourself the freedom to be yourself and making sure that other people aren't getting in your way because that's just, it's nonsensical. Catch yourself when you say like, oh, somebody such and such, let me do this. Like, that's not a respectful relationship if someone's letting you. That's a master-slave relationship. That's just not how anything should be. So I'm going to end this on a very important note. And this is mostly for the younger people, but, you know, the younger people turn into older people. So you've, uh, if you're of any age group, you've probably felt this way, that, you know, when you get into your 20s and you're starting to feel like you want to, really in your teenage years, when you starting to feel that pull away from your parents when you know really your teenage years you start to feel the emotional pull but when you're in your 20s you start to feel like the actual physical pull like you're trying to move out you're trying to actually get out there uh the one thing you have to remember is that in and and i'm saying this for like the average healthy situation i know there are specific situations that i saw a tesla on the side of the road Aw, you run out of battery or something? I wonder what that was about. Um, anyway. The average healthy parental-child relationship still has kids who are ungrateful about the time that their parents spent taking care of them. You know, you... Because of the way that family dynamics are, and unfortunately uh, a lot of the times ends up coming out as seeming like a control situation, that it's master-slave, and sometimes it actually is. Uh, I'm not going to discount that, but I think in most cases, kids are just being a brat about it. And I, I say this, I've say this, said this a couple times, and I'm going to continue to say it almost every time that I do this, that gratitude is going to be your number one asset. Understanding that you are going to get more out of life by being grateful for things. Not just being grateful to people and the things that they do for you, but being grateful for the fact that you had parents that took care of you, that didn't throw things at you or or didn't try to control you. You know, you, you got to be grateful for the little things in life and, and realize that they were taking care of you. They could have just thrown you in a dumpster and forgot about your existence. It's absolutely true. Like, we can't pretend that it isn't. Like, you got to be grateful for those little things. You know, they bathed you. They clothed you. They put... They 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 probably put you in college, you brat. Like, <laughs> be grateful. Be fucking grateful. I'm gonna say it one more time. Be fucking grateful, because you got something that most people in life don't have. That's the ability to complain. Uh, and it's stupid. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And should really just call your mom after this 
and say thank you. I know you guys get you get used to your relationship with your parents and like you don't stop and say thank you. Just because you you get used to it. You get used to the fact that they take care of you. You get you get spoiled by it. Honestly, you get used to the fact and you just come to expect it. So just stop everything. Stop what you're doing. No matter what your age is, because I'm sure you've taken your parents for granted at some point in your life, no matter what age you are, if you have the ability and are lucky enough to still have your parents be alive and have contact with them, call them, say hi, which I need to do because it's been a while, and check how they're doing and then say, thank you for everything you've done for me because you would not be here today if it were not for them. And you would not be able to whine in college <laughs> were it not for them. So that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do everything that they say anymore. But again, that's the difference between respect and control. You really should be having more control over what you do and more respect over what people want. Uh, and respect doesn't mean necessarily doing what they want that just means listening and taking the feedback in some some capacity doesn't mean actually doing exactly what they say anyway that got heated for a while because I get really annoyed at kids who take their parents for granted uh, I've done it plenty of times and you know my, my situation wasn't exactly normal but it, it's closer to normal than a lot of people. So there are a lot of people who have t difficult situations. So call your mom, say hi, tell her you love her. So I'm going to wrap this up today because I am on my way to work and I am almost there. But uh, I wanted to take that moment to talk about fear and anxiety, control and respect. The big one is respect. That's the last one that I really want to break down is is having respect for people really any human being because you never know what kind of shit they go through you know that was kind of the that that line of thinking was the result of you know Chester Bennington passing away and it really got me upset not just the fact that he committed suicide and he was a a, a very um, influential figure in my life but that these things tend to happen because we're pretty shitty to each other. And it's only when you know that there's a special case going on that you end up being nice to someone. And you really don't need to know that there's something special going on or something, something different going on for you to be nice to somebody. Be nice to people no matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know about their quote-unquote demons, which I hate that part of election, or I hate that, that, that description of mental health issues, um, really just try to be respectful, be nice to people. You can be respectful for somebody to somebody who's being shitty to you. Like you can respect who they are as a person, but maybe not appreciate the piece of shit they're being in the moment. <laughs> and if they're a shitty person, then fine, move on. But you don't have to like continue to push the issue. You don't have to, to feed into that even more. Like that's nonsense grow up like respect people talk to them communicate effectively 
Stop thinking about yourself so much. Think about what they want and how that affects what you're doing or what you're doing and how that affects them. I think I just said the same thing twice, but you know what I mean? Just be respectful of people, man. Like little things that you do, you go out to eat, talk to the waiter, say hi. Remember that they're people, you know, it's, it, it, it's amazing how many people go to restaurants and they like try to get free shit out of people or they find every little reason to complain about something or they give the waitress a hard time because she's taking a little bit longer when she's clearly busy. There's a bit, it's a busy day or the, the kitchen is backed up. Like it's not the waiter, waiter or waitress's fault. It's like, you, you gotta have a little bit more empathy and understanding for people and their situations and respect and think beyond yourself. That's, that's the one, that is the one, that is the thing. Think beyond yourself just a little bit, which is, it's interesting because it's in contradiction to what I've been saying this entire podcast to, to think about yourself, but to not be stuck in your own head, but then also to not think about yourself so much. Think beyond yourself, you know, be respectful to people when it's a situation where they're not trying to control you. Does that make sense? Like there, there are people who are going to try to be very close to you in your life and control you and you need to not allow that. But then there are people outside of your life who you see every day, you know, the barista at Starbucks or the waiter or whatever, that you should have more understanding and empathy and respect for because you never know what they're going through. You could make their day. You could just say they have a nice smile and you could change everything. You know, you, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're dealing with. And by being a piece of shit because you're a whiny brat about something could set them off. You don't know that you were the last person that someone talked to that made them go jump off a bridge. We'll let that hang for a second because that sucks. You don't know. You just don't. You don't. Like, use that as your fuel to not be a piece of shit to somebody. It makes me upset thinking about it because I hate how people, uh, so many people, are just like so wrapped up in their own anger, their own shit, that they have to express their insecurities to other people. It's just not fair. It's not fair to anybody. Nobody else should deal with that but you. All right, uh, I'm going to wrap this one up. <laughs> I got a little heated there, but like, I don't want to let anyone like fester in their own nonsense. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I am not the type of person that's going to let someone live within their own bullshit. Like if somebody comes to me just to complain about something and they're not fixing it, that drives me nuts. Like if you continue to complain about something and you're not doing anything about it, you know, I get so many people who come to me and say like, you're so lucky you have this life in California and you did all these things like motherfucker. I work for that shit. <laughs> like I've been planning and plotting and working and grinding and doing stuff every day. I 
you know, taking photos and making music and working on my design work and doing this podcast and, you know, like finding the woman I spent, want to spend the rest of my life with and am doing that. Like I have a house and I do all these things, not because I'm lucky, because I fucking did it. (laughs) You know, it's like, I took the things that I complained about and I work to fix them. That's how you get a better life. That's how you get a better anything. Right now, I'm complaining about my weight. And you know what I need to do? I need to fix it. Because that's the current thing. And I need to get better. And I, I understand that it's like, there's like this popular fad of self-deprecation where it's like a joke. And I get a lot of those jokes are pretty funny. but. Like, after a while, it just kind of becomes sad when you say the same joke over and over again. Like, how you're you're a drunk mess and how you don't take care of yourself. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm fit... The only kind of fitness I have is fitness pizza in my face. Like, that's 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 always a funny one, actually. But, like, just the continued self-deprecation is, like, it's just not cute after a while. And... You should make strides to fix yourself, little by little. It's okay to admit that you're a little fucked up. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, it's fine. As long as you're on the path to, like, making yourself a little bit better and improving yourself, or at least feeling good about yourself, like, you could be out of shape and still feel good. That's fine. It's not It's not about that. It's about fighting whatever the thing is that you're complaining about. If you don't have a good relationship with your parents, work on improving that relationship. If you're not happy in the city you're in, then get the fuck out of the city. Find a way. Like, quit making excuses. There's always a way. There's always a way to make life better, whether it's a a mental shift or a physical shift or saving money. I mean, you're going to have to grind it out for a while in some cases. Like, you can't just pick up and leave if you don't have any money or if you don't have any means to do so. But, like, there's always a path. There's always a way. You know, you, you, just, you might have to be stricter in your, in your discipline in some cases than others. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about that more next time because I should wrap this up. But, um, yeah, don't, don't live within that separate self-deprecation you know, joking about it is cute, but ultimately you should be working towards making yourself better. And look, I mean, your friends will listen to you complain, especially if they're also losers, <laughs> like, cause they're also complaining. They're like, yeah, I complain all the time too. So let's, let's have a complain fest together. Like, I don't want to ever be that kind of friend that just is just going to let you complain. Like, I'll, I'll let you vent a little bit if you're dealing with, like, a very difficult situation. If you're trying to figure out how to do something, like, if you're figuring out how to approach a situation with, like, your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and you don't know how to approach it, like, vent by all means. Like, and then maybe I can help you kind of figure that out. But, like, to just continuously complain and not do anything, like, that sucks. And it's it feels like a waste of my time, personally, like, because I don't want to hear it. Um, I feel like if you're not trying, then what the hell are you complaining about? Like you're doing it to yourself. That's ultimately what it is. You're doing it to yourself. Anyway, I got to wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening to the C-Note audio experience. I know that was a bit of an intense episode. I apologize, but there's a lot of realness in there and I want to continue to be real with you guys because 
that's how you get better. You, get, you just got to be real about it. And I'm not going to be that kind of friend that's going to tell you to, to keep being you if you if being you is not the good thing to be. So thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Christian.com. Subscribe, and I'll talk to you later.